We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Wobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. It doesn't have to be this way. Unspoken words episode one hundred. One hundred. Keeping it one hundred. Keeping it one hundred. 100 100 Remember that movie Belly Every time they got off the phone 100 100 Oh Belly Yeah Belly I always thought that was a weird movie That was It's a good show It's a good show Coming of age movie Yeah Came out when we were like 19, 18 What's up with that dude and his bananas I don't know I don't like why, that Why Why? did you bring like that, that one up <laughs> That's the first thing I, I, you know what? Yeah. What's the science? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good mother- question. Get your head out of the gutter, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, <laughs> Bob. How did you know? How how did you know exactly what I was talking about? The guy from Kane from Menace to Society. I don't like that. Same dude. Yeah, same, same guy. Same actor. He's that long like hair. That. I don't like that. That's those big old glasses. Same dude, Kane. Kane. Huh. I yeah, that, I was, know that. that was all right movie. That was all right. I mean, I know everybody. I think like that was one of those. One of like the first like movies that wasn't like super corny around for our age. I yeah. Feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How did it age? Did it age well? Um, And I probably haven't seen it in over 10 years. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. No, I'll probably go watch it sometime. I think it's on something. <laughs> I think it's on Netflix. <laughs> I think it's it is start on that again. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's on, on that. What you it's on the internet. It's, it's on, on the internet. internet. It's streaming. It's on that internet machine again. One hundred. How do you guys feel? One hundred episode. One hundred. One hundred <coughs> Thursdays in a row. Dang, it's a lot. A lot, man. Dedication. Woo. Couldn't have done it without you, without you, the listener, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we got, if we weren't getting downloads, we probably would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> this one goes out to a special listener. Delicious. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was made me say the name I came up with you. That, that's, uh, that's, that seems really specific. Yo delicious. D. Yo, D. Yo this goes D. out to you, delicious. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> yeah. That remember Saturday Ooh, day, like, I look like a grown man called another man delicious. <laughs> Yo, delicious. Yo, D. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> delicious. Here I go. All right, so yeah, what is that like? Seven hundred days? What? A hundred? No, it's a hundred days. A hundred days. That's about. 
100 days is 100 days. 100 episodes is 700 days. Mm. What? Because there's, you know, one a week, so seven days in a week, 100 times a 100. I don't know. Was my math off? Oh, 700? Is that what you said? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it now. I see where you got that number. I was like, where the hell is this guy getting that number? (laughs) Where is he getting that number? um, Okay, shall we slow it down a little bit? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're at um, 100 is what? But there was a leap year in there. Also, (laughs) so 104 is going to be our two-year episode? Is there 52 weeks in a year? Yeah. Why so, yeah, in four weeks, it'll be, yeah, two years. 104. Four weeks, yeah. Four weeks, it'll be 104 in podcast years. But it's about five and a half weeks until November 6th. That's our, when we started. November 6th, 2020. Crazy, man. Cray, cray. Are you guys ready? Oh, man. I'm... Are you ready? Who, who? I said, are you ready? Who is you? I said, who, oh, oh, who am I? Who are you? Over here, who the hell are you? <laughs> over are here, doing? over here to my left. It's Randy being the place to be the pod. Gotti all the way from L. Jesus. Say hey, what's up? Episode 100, baby. <laughs> Number 83. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. Over here to my right. It's JCB in the place to be. The whole in one from Bob with nine. No, nine, no, nine, no. Your favorite Indian. Say what's up. That's who I be. That's who I be. That's who he is. And you know me. Mo hugs, not drugs. All the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Empty barrel. Oh. Empty barrel. Oh. I shoot first and then ask questions. Oh. And I ask questions with an empty barrel. Oh, that, that's the only time I ask questions <laughs> when I have an empty barrel. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> For my shotgun. Define barrel. Shotgun. My 20 gauge. All right, I got a game for us. <laughs> 20 gauge. 20 gauge. Bird shot. Bird shot. Buck shot. <laughs> <laughs> With that buck shot in there. All right, you guys ready for a game? Let's do this, Stan. All and right. <clears throat> so it is. We're wrapping back around to our old go-to lovable song game. What song is it then? Tell me, what song is it then? Tell me, baby. What song is it then? Are you guys ready? That's all. Oh, that's for you, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a hell yeah if you're I ready. Was hell to, hell yeah. Yeah. I, I was talking to a female delicious. I don't know who you were talking to, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Lies, delicious. I didn't hear a difference in one single take. <laughs> what? Ready? How did you say that, JC? <laughs> I said delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Delicious. How <laughs> do you like that? How come I didn't say it like that? Fuzz, just call me that. <laughs> Can I be delicious? <laughs> All right, first song. Here we go. I got four songs. You guys, get into your song mode. No phones. Put the phone down, man. Just kidding. Oh, that's your channel. That's your channel. Google it right away. All right, here we go. And I ask. 
Oh, huh. and I'm asking the good Lord why. And sigh, he told me, we live to die. Not another on the team with a dream that can deal with the struggles like you, Wally. I love you to death, but I wish I could have seen through your troubles. Wally? Wally. Living in a gangster's paradise. Coolio. Okay. R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, um. No. Wally, you'd think, that would, you'd think that would be okay. Can we have Wally, a, Wally, 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 That's hip hop. Hip hop? Yeah. Wally. Bone thugs in harmony. Well, even though you're gone, gone, ain't nothing wrong. Cross, wrong. Crossroads. Yeah. I knew it. Wally. Wally. Hey, Wally. Wally, world. R.I.P. Wally and Wally. Coolio. Uncle Wally? Uncle Wally, whoever Wally was. Wally World. Wally World. Okay, guys, are you ready for round two? Gets a little bit more harder with each round. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Doesn't get any easier. Two young people without a thing say some vows and spread their wings and settle down just what they need. Books and done. That was it. That's the genre. See, do it again. No, it sounds like a country song, though. No. Reba McIntyre. No. Eh. Pam Tillis. Eh. Mel Tillis. <laughs> eh. Okay, I'll read the next verse. She don't care about that. What's in style? She just likes the way he smiles. Gretchen Wilson. It takes more Darth than Brooks. a marble and tile. George Strait, marble uh, and tile. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay, okay. Is it, is it a male or a female? <clears throat> it is a male. Shenandoah. It's from the nineties. That's when it came big in the nineties. Alan Jackson. Yeah. What's the song then? Uh, Chattahoochee. Nope. Living on love, buying on time. Living on a prayer. Without somebody, <laughs> nothing ain't worth a damn. I said the name. Living on living love. On oh, living on love. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Uh, that, was, that was a total. Deeding. Uh. All right, next one. Yeah, boo me then. God had to boo me. Boo me then. Boo. Some of those boos were for you too. You didn't. Know <laughs> <me at all. laughs> okay. When she woke up late in the morning light and the day had just begun, she opened her eyes and thought, Oh, what a morning. It's not a day for work, it's just a day for catching tan. Just lying on the beach and having fun with your man. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> with some guesses. With, <laughs> with delicious. With delicious. <laughs> you stay away from delicious. <laughs> it's my delicious. That's my delicious. <laughs> Get your own damn delicious. <laughs> uh, okay, so 
Do you call yourself delicious in the mirror <laughs> every morning? Go get that. Go get that money, delicious. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Yo, thought I was the only one. Um. Okay, focus. Ah, uh, shoot. Can you do it again, please? <clears throat> okay, here we go. Can you get the country of origin, please? Can you use it in a sentence, please? America. I put flag in the back of my truck because this is America. Hmm. Okay. All right. <clears throat> when she woke up late in the morning light and the day had just begun, she opened her eyes and thought, oh, what a morning. It's not a day for work. It's just a day for catching tan, just lying in the beach and having fun. Uh, Cindy Lauper. No. Ben, what's that? Um, Catching tan. Tracy. Um, Tracy Chapman. Chapman. Nope. Give me one reason to turn. What is it? Give me one reason to stay. And I'll turn her back around. Give me one reason to stay here. I'm trying to focus here. You guys are (laughs) taking me all over the place. Oh, man. Catching ten. Not if I sing the chorus, you guys are gonna be kicking yourselves. Is okay. Uh, Should I sing a chorus? Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> la 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 la. All that she wants is another baby. She's gone tomorrow. Oh, all uh, that she wants. Ace of base. Yeah, that's the name of all that she wants. How come every game we play like this? That goes in Ace of base. <laughs> He's a fan. He's a fan. He's an Ace of Ace fan. I'm an Ace of Base, baby. I jammed that on. I only went to get him for Christmas. Yeah. An Ace of Base hoodie. The sh- mm. I was going to say the shirt, but you want the hoodie? You I want the hoodie. You got the hoodie. On that she wants is another hoodie. He's gone tomorrow. Bye, delicious. Bye, delicious. Oh, uh, uh, delicious. Oh, uh, delicious. Oh, uh, okay. Episode 100, the delicious episode. Yeah, episode delicious. <laughs> if we haven't creeped out our listeners. We're going to do it here pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Okay, last one. Oh, yeah. I think you guys are warmed up now. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Episode 100. Oh, delicious. Yeah, delicious. Going to pop out of a cake. <laughs> Anyway, grab your strap with the extra clip and close your eyes and hit the switch. We're going to a place where everybody kick it, kick it, kick it. Yeah, that's the ticket. Ain't no blooding, ain't no cripping. Ice tea. Cypress Hill. Mm-hmm. No. Close. Who's close? Both of you, like same era, same time frame. Oh. Okay. 90s. Uh, Coolio. Yes. What song? Not Gangsta's Paradise. It's no. one four. Uh, uh, what's... Uh, um. Rock, slippity rock, bye, 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 it's do or die. Yeah, what's the song called? Slide, slide, what's slippity slide. slide. Carnival, I'm, no. I'm hitting those switches on the block in my 65. Come along. Fantastic Voyage. Fantastic yeah. Voyage, yeah. yeah. Um, Fantastic whoop, Voyage. We got one. Hey. We got one. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. 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 Y
one for delicious. <laughs> nah. Yeah. One for delicious. So do you know, obviously you guys know why I made that one the last one. Oh, uh, because you like Coolio too. You want that hoodie? <laughs> no, is Coolio passed away or is it a... OMG. Yeah. Crazy hell. Uh, you didn't know that? What? Hey, you didn't know that? 59, 59 years old. Well, like yesterday morning, they went to his room and he had passed and I sleep. No, it was yesterday afternoon. Yeah, so. So he was at his homie's house from what I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like they were at a friend's house or friends were at his house uh, and got up to go use the restroom. Um, Never came back. So the friends went to go check on him. He was laying on him. Oh, on the ground. So Bathroom? had a had a heart attack, yeah. Oh dang, had a heart attack. Was he using or uh, didn't I say? Know, I don't think so. Yeah. Dang. Did he have a history? Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, he's one of those rappers that rapped about drinking forties and banging hoes. <laughs> sure, he lived out the lifestyle too. I don't know what. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he battled. Well, I don't think. I don't know if he battled addiction. Could have been a normie. Yeah, I didn't say this. Little bit of those two things isn't going to give you a heart attack. I guess if you overindulge. I mean, if you're 59 and blacks have like a bad uh, heart. Yeah, like, like heart, heart, uh, heart. They got high blood pressure, like kind of like natives, you know, yeah. diabetes. Because well, yeah, that pressure. was kind of like DMX's thing. He went back out and uh, just died. Yeah, well, I mean, now that you say that, it it does ring a bell that they have like high rates of heart disease. Yeah, <coughs> that's you know, all due that. to like social economic stuff. Socio economics. Yep. It's because like where we fall into a certain income bracket level, a lot of minorities we don't we don't have the access to certain educations and access to health care, or we just have don't lack that knowledge. Because we fall into that certain bracket, uh, that's why things are higher for so populations. They're marketing sugar and fattening foods to minorities and poor people. Yeah, people in that fall in that lower income bracket level, that poverty line. I've heard that before too. Yeah, that's why you can go to like fast food anywhere and find a dollar menu, but a salad costs like eight nine bucks. Yep. True adapt. Yeah, that's that you're right. And then, like, even if you wanted to go to the grocery store and prepare your own healthy foods, yeah, like those, a lot of those quote unquote healthy foods are expensive. Dog, mm-hmm. you can't go to the store and come out with nothing less than forty bucks out of like one one meal, one bag. Now, yeah. Oh yeah, okay, one bag. Whereas, like previously. You can go, like, it really, like, because <clears throat> we kind of fall in that bracket, like, just me and my daughter, where you, like, you're not, like, like, you don't make so much that you are comfortable, you know what I mean? Like, you make more, you make more so you can get assistance, but you don't make enough to, like, cover all the extra cost or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's like a freaking, like a no man's zone. Huh? Yeah. No man's land. I think like a lot of smaller families are in that. Um, <clears throat> and yeah. you got to pay out, pay out of pocket for a lot of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it, it's almost like the same price to go get one meal at the grocery store, um, or go buy two meals at a restaurant somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. you know, true. Unless you're buying that junk, yeah. Unless you're buying, unless you're putting that junk in your more, trunk, more bang for the buck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like even even our fruits are about sixty, eighty bucks a week. Mm-hmm. I believe that too. Yep, because you can't go to Sam's Club and you want to get like four things, at like eighty bucks. Oh yeah, well, I believe it. <clears throat> Prices are out the roof right now, man. Uh, salad. That's why we need to get those uh, gardens. Need to start growing our own salad, man. That's right. You know, I was going to say that at the top of this conversation, but I figured, uh, who's, well, what? Who's, 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 you we know find how dirt? we do, man. We got to. We dirt? like that taco salad, baby. <laughs> taco. Uh. I'll grow the taco shells. <laughs> yeah. Taco salad sounds good right now. Mm-mm. So you like it in that bowl <clears throat> thing? That tortilla bowl? Yeah. I've had it in there and I was kind of like, yeah. yeah. It don't matter. I'll eat it in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't eat a lot of taco salad. Do you eat a lot of taco salad? Uh, like once a week. Depending on Depending, where, yeah. Where usually. You do you guys crush your chips up in there or do you guys... Just depends. Keep whole chips. Oh, well, you mean like make it yourself? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I make it myself, yeah. Usually. Like if I ever eat taco salad, it's usually when I go out, if I went out and got it. Oh. And then it's just a matter of however they do it, I guess. Mmm. Uh, I don't, I've never ate taco salad out and about. I did once. Never. On travel, just to try it out. Yeah. But, I don't know. wasn't impressed. Now that I think about it, I can't even think of a time when I'm, I mean, I'm sure there is a time where I've had it homemade. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't make it, but. (laughs) I know. It's funny, because, like, the way, like, the way some crows make it, they, like, make it and put all the chips in there, and then, like, they'll take it to a feed or something, and then, like, all the chips are all soggy, and Uh I was like, man, this is weak, man. Why don't you just put the chips on the side so it's crunchy when we eat it? I'm not eating soggy chips. I don't like soggy chips. Yuck. Know what I'm saying? I love soggy yes, chips. Yuck. I keep saying that. I was watching Above the Rim last night. Know what I'm saying? saying? Really they say saying. that in there a lot. Know what I'm saying? And I park. <laughs> and then I mow. He's flipping out on uh, Kyle Watson and uh, a Wayne's brother guy. Yeah. He's like, you got to be soldiers. I'm a soldier. And he tells him to pull over. He jumps out and beats those guys up. And he jumps back in. And he's like... <laughs> See that? I'm a mother soldier. And he's hitting his chest. That Wayne, what's his um? Anyway, that Wayne's brother, Marlon. Yeah, he's in the driver's seat, and he's like, "Man, you need a role model, a hug, or something." Man, I busted out laughing. <laughs> that part's always funny to me. <laughs> I haven't seen that one in a while. Well, I was watching it on, I think Netflix. I think it is on Netflix. Netflix had a bunch of those. Yeah, above the rim. That's a classic, man. Yeah, uh, you guys watch Dahmer? That's it. I'm gonna watch it. I just heard about it last night. Did you say Dahmer? Yeah, he has. Yeah. A, there's a TV series called on Dahmer. Netflix. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's have. like a TV series. Is it a documentary or is it a movie or a show? Like no, it's like a series. Scripted? It's like a TV. Yeah, yeah, like based on a true story. <clears throat> I want to watch it. Some I seen some posts like this week saying that they couldn't even finish the first episode. 
Yeah. I was like, man, this is my cup of tea. I'll watch it. I might watch Didn't it. Didn't I tell you that the, the first person he killed, he killed with a barbell? Oh, really? You know how he died? Huh. They hit him with a barbell. Dang. In prison. Who, Dahmer got killed? The first person he killed, he killed that person with a barbell, and then when he got killed in prison, that's how he died. Oh. They returned the favor? I'm not going to go so far as to say anything about that, but that's how it is. No. It's crazy, huh? Yep. They're like, oh, I can see that. Yep. The, like, the street law. Street law? Yeah. We live raw. We live rough. Or it could have just been whatever was on hand, and it was just like a... One of those coincidences. Yeah, I don't think it was coincidence. It was probably played out. You think so? Yeah. Like planned out? Like they like. Yeah, because I've watched enough of those um, prison documentaries when they talk about the gangs and it's like about respect. And they even like knife a, a member of their own gang when they're inside court and that person's disrespecting the judge and being disrespectful in the court and they go in the bathroom, they stab them up. Because they're all about respect. According to those documentaries that I've seen. So I could see that, you know, this guy's in there and they're like, they're thinking he, he went about his, what he did very disrespectful to human life or something. Methodical. Yeah. I mean, he chopped these people up and put them in freezers and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's out there, bro. It's well, like, yeah. Knows, man. I just remember as a kid watching that, like the court case, and like family members like freaking out on him inside the courtroom, like siblings and like mothers and stuff, like screaming at him. I remember sitting there watching like the Dateline or the Twenty Twenty, whatever it was at the time, and I just remember sitting like, "What the hell is this?" I used to, <clears throat> I used to have a girlfriend. She she loved reading those books. Mm. I mean, yep. she had like a lot of them, dude. Like all these serial killer books. Yeah, like Jeffrey Dahmer was one, and then uh, 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 that clown in uh, it. No, well, yeah, might as well be. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, the one they found all those boys in his crawlspace. John, John, John Wayne Gacy. Oh, okay. That guy, and then there's a couple more that I've never even heard of, and that would man, those books are just. Ah, why would you want to read these things? But man, I <clears throat> kept reading them. <laughs> why do people like to watch like scary stuff or read scary stuff? Is it like to get scared? I think it's like, I think it's like. For, I I read something about this, and I think it's because you can. It's as close as you can get while maintaining being safe. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Hmm. Like, like I kind of like I'm intrigued. I want to watch this Dahmer thing, right? Because of that, just kind of like, whoa, that's crazy. Like I really like that Joker movie, the one with uh, Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I really like that show. Um, yeah, course. it's probably that. Just like, like I know I'm crazy, but I I gotta maintain my sanity. Yeah, like I don't know. But then this is like kind of almost living vicariously through that character. Yeah, it's um, like it just I think it, I mean there's probably that shock value too like oh my god this guy actually did that and then you just got what 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 else would he do and then you keep going and keep going. Yeah. Cuz I, I know was, I know some people that can't even watch Law and Order SVU because it freaks them out to know that there's people like that out there and then they can't sleep at night just from watching Law and Order SVU. 
But I always, but if you notice, like like on TV, like you flip <coughs> through the channels, I'm always flipping through the channels, and and there's always like every other channel is a true crime. Yeah. Like and then and so there's a lot of people out there that are into that. If there wasn't, then they wouldn't even have. Yeah, isn't like uh, SVU like one of the leading uh, shows? Yeah, on like TV? the original Law and Order and all the other Law and Orders have like fallen off. Yeah, with like Ice T and all that. Yeah, Ice T is on SVU. Yeah, yeah. All the other law, like the original Law and Order, doesn't air anymore. Yeah, and all like all the other are, Criminal Intent that doesn't air anymore. You watch those? I used to. I, I think that's like a female thing, huh? Like a lot of female, well, a lot of females like those kind of shows, like the SVU and yeah, like those cop shows. Maybe it's a survival <laughs> thing too. Maybe so. Might be. Like I mean, like if you're watching, like I'm not talking about the SVU and all that, but you know, like uh, because you're right, there's a lot of those like on uh, on those those channels that are geared Lifetime. towards women. Yeah, yeah, but. You know, maybe they're watching them, so like, oh man, my boyfriend's like that. Or, you yeah, know, some of them are corny true. Too. My coworkers yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And I noticed, like, when I back when I used to watch um, <clears throat> Law and Order SVU religiously, uh, like every week when it came out, they were they were kind of almost up to date on current events. Like, if there's like some kind of scandal happening, that oh, like they school, like school shootings or something like that, then it would be a part of their yeah, trip. Not necessarily like school shootings, but maybe like a sex scandal or something. Oh, okay. Well, or I mean, like, yeah, that was because that's the kind of premise of the show is like um, <clears throat> people that are victimized by psychopaths and stuff. Yeah. Um, so if there's something like that happening in the media, then like a month later, that episode is all about that. Like that missing, what's her, that white lady that was missing for a while? Mm hmm. Uh, oh yeah, that one. Just <laughs> <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> Ooh, delicious. Don't be talking about my delicious disappearing, <laughs> scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the bake show. <laughs> I was trying to. I was, I was trying to think of an actual name. <laughs> just gonna remember that one guy. And then yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, her boyfriend killed her, but. He disappeared and ended up shooting himself too. Um, the one uh, they found in the swamp or something. Uh, he took off in the swamp or something. Yeah, yeah, that lady. Oh, Gabby, Gabby, <laughs> something or other. Gabby, delicious. Anyway, I, just, I don't. Oh yeah, be so like if that was on the news and then like a couple months later they'd have a story based kind of like that. Yeah, sometimes it was eerily like weird because like something would be hot in the news and like a week later that episode would be on that, SVU that sounds, and I'd be like, what the hell. That sounds manipulative. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like if something is fresh on your mind, and then not only is it exploitive, you're exploiting a something that just happened, but you're manipulating people because it's fresh in their mind. Does that sound make sense? I mean, yep. did, manipulating them interfere. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. and then when you're scared, what are they going to do? Show a, a, a Pepsi commercial, and oh man, I better go out and get Pepsi, and you don't even know why. Yeah. Oh, and you're scared, and you just true. Because uh, because Pepsi will, you know, it relaxes. You know, it's in that break in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you are like, oh man, I better have a a Pepsi. I better go see. That's buy how a, they get you. I better go buy a that's gas station hot dog. I better. Get- <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys ready to do this, man? Are you ready to do this? Are you ready to do this? I don't know where that conversation was going, ladies and gentlemen, but thanks for hanging in there. 
Yes, sir. I think we're all warmed up. We went off on this big old tangent about serial killers. So that tells me we're warmed up. <laughs> we, better, we better end it right there. All right. That's a good place to take a time out and jump right into our speak on it for episode 100. <laughs> so if you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> if you're ready, <laughs> DJ, why yeah. don't you do that again? Say what? Yeah, you never, you haven't done your what? Oh, I did time. that in the beginning. Oh, did you? Yeah, I missed it. Like, what? Oh, there we go. All right, DJ, why don't you hit me with that B? Yeah. Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. Halt in the name of love Before you break my heart Think it over Over (laughs) Hey, this is It's Stop in the Name of Love But tonight on Mo Hugs Not Drugs Speak on it We're going to talk about the acronym HALT As it relates to recovery And our walk on the red road So we're going to start So HALT Hungry. Hungry. Don't get too hungry. Don't get too angry. Don't get too lonely. Or don't get too tired. That is something that we got to live by in recovery as we're walking the red road. And I got some little definitions or examples of each one. And we're going to talk about it. And we got 20 minutes. So here we go. Uh, Hunger. How does hunger affect our behavior? Summary. Multiple lines of evidence converge to suggest that hunger produces a specific behavioral phenotype whose components include impulsivity, hyperactivity, irritability, aggression, anxiety, and a greater uh, propensity to using rewarding narcotics. So, this accurate. So, don't get too hungry. Don't. Uh, that's something that I. <clears throat> I practice every day. Um, sometimes I overdo it. <laughs> Hence, I got this dead bud, this commod bud right now. Um, slowly working on it. But <clears throat> um, because when I do get too hungry, all these things kick into place, like especially the irritability, impulsivity, um, anxiety, those things are heightened in me if I get too hungry. So it's something that I got to do. Like I was, I was eating a burger before we went on today and uh, Randy was asking me, so you eat before get on? I said, I got to eat, man. I said, or else by the end of the recording, I'm all crabby and pissy and stuff. He said, oh, for real? That's cool, man. (laughs) 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 But what do you guys? Delicious. Yeah. And said, um, anyway, so for you guys, what do you, what do you, um, as far as the halt, the H and halt, hunger, do you guys see that playing into your walks on a red road? That 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 absolutely makes sense because, like, you know, that mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. And the example I always use is that when I drink those damn energy drinks oh, yeah. and it makes me feel a certain way, right? Like my mm-hmm. body's on just high alert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, it makes me feel my, like that same feeling your body feels when you're anxious. And so I try to put something with it. 
Like, there's got to be a reason why I'm anxious, and it's never because of an energy drink. It's because of, you know, somebody's out to get me, or blah, 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 the sky is falling. Yeah. But, like, yeah, so, I, I mean, I I totally get this hungry thing. I didn't, I mean, that's, you know what? I never even would have thought of that. Like, I'm glad you brought it up because the other things make sense to me, but, like, the hungry part, like, it's yeah. something that you would kind of gl- maybe gloss over and not really put two and two together. Yeah. But, yeah, there's always that irritability, and then, um, I don't know, I'm just trying to think, you know, because, like, there's sometimes, like, when I go to work, I'll have those those little Nutri-Green bars yeah. first, first thing in the morning, so I'm not hungry-hungry. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm running a little bit late, and I, and I forget them, and I can't, I don't want to turn around and go back or whatever. Yeah. So that first, I have to wait till the break time before I can get, I usually take a bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. So those first two hours, if I'm just going on a cup of coffee and that's it. Oh, yeah. And then I just, seems like that whole morning just, ugh, it just drags on and yeah. it just, I want to <clears throat> slap people. and mm-hmm. You're not I, feeling delicious? Or, I, feel, <laughs> I do not feel delicious at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I get it, man. But you, then? Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> no, I think the hangry, I think, I mean, I, I feel like there's truth to it. Um, because I find out when, so I'm kind of like JC, if I drink some caffeine, I need a little bit of something in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like for the past five, six months or whatever, like I haven't been eating first thing in the morning. So that's kind of, uh, that's tough, but I kind of notice cause I do start getting short with people. Mm. Um, sometimes just need a break yeah. and then I'll be like, Hey, when did I eat? Yeah. I'm like, Oh man, that's right. I didn't eat. So I'll go get something to eat, mm-hmm. you know, something to satisfy. Um, something delicious. Yeah, something <laughs> delicious. But, but yeah, I think there's truth to it. Word, word, uh, word. Yeah. It's been, for me, it's something I always think about, too, because I know exactly when the last time I ate was, and I know exactly what it was that I ate because I'm trying to gain weight. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think about it. It's like uh, that's. One I of the, hate you for that. That's one of those <laughs> things. That, uh, no, I mean really, though, no, I mean, no. that's one of those things that's con- consistently on my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I just ate this. Now, what am I going to eat next? Yeah. And then I kind of I have really plan everything that I do around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To you know, like, am I going to go to the Albertsons? Am I going to? I try not to go to you know, like fast food and stuff anymore as much. Like I did, man. That's all I did when I was in the pandemic. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, and eventually it just got old, you know. Yeah, and it gets old. True, so, true that, true that. But yeah, it's that mind body connection. Like when I get hungry mm-hmm. and irritable, it's never and I my ear my irritation or you know my shortness isn't because I'm hungry. It's because of you. It's because of your fault. You know what I mean. So you're not being delicious. It's no. never my fault. It's always everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving right along. <clears throat> so anger is the next one, the next uh, letter in Holt. Physical effects of anger. Anger triggers the body's fight or flight response. Other emotions that trigger this response include fear, excitement, and anxiety. The <clears throat> adre- oh, adrenal glands flood the body with a stress hormone such as adrenaline and cortisol so it is very self-explanatory the only thing i really wanted to say about the anger part was that anger is a secondary emotion so whenever i find myself angry like pissed off um then i hit the timeout button and i figure out what's really going on because we never feel anger first we're always feeling either fear irritable hurt 
um, <clears throat> all those things like that. We feel those things first, and then we get angry about that. But the underlying kind of foundation for anger is fear. So you get hurt. You don't want to get hurt again. You just boom, uh, you know, puff up. But ultimately for me, sometimes what it boils down to is like, oh, this little old Kala said this to me, and it hurt my feelings. Now I'm pissed. Um, and it sounds really dumb, and it is really dumb. So <clears throat> um, I have to pull back to that. And I'll whatever comments you guys have. On Show me which one, bro. I'll kick her ass. <laughs> <laughs> that one over there. They used to call her delicious. Call her D. Call her. Oh, call that means grandma or old lady. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, without getting too deep into it. I mean, uh, you, you already said everything because it's usually fear-based, but... It's not really acceptable to express fear in a in an open and healthy way or hurt, you know, like yeah. like if you, if somebody hurts your feelings, yeah. like that's an actual thing. So, yeah. I mean, we might as well acknowledge it, but I'm not going to say, "Oh man, they they hurt my feelings." I mean, those sons of bitches then you get mad because yeah. that's cooler, right? That's yeah. that's that's a manly way to handle it. We think it is. Oh, I mean, yeah, that yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that's 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 our false belief is that that's what the way we're supposed to because it's mm. more socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. What say you? I think, yeah. I mean, so <clears throat> that's the whole reason why I went back to therapy mm. was because I had a episode where, I, <laughs> so there was a night where I got extremely angry and really the root cause of it was fear of like my daughter being hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but that kind of pulled out a side of me that I guess was still lying dormant mm. um, that I'd never dealt with. Um, but like you already said, and just to reiterate, like anger is secondary and there's always a root cause to why we feel angry, uh, whether we justify it or not, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're responding in a way it's either fight or flight. And for me, I'm like, uh, I'm a fighter, whatever, like. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in, in that type of response. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's really, but it's hey. something that really caused me to go back to therapy and start dealing with like my, my issues. Yeah. That's and, good. and to be, you know, to be mindful because you're right. Like society, it is more acceptable for me to flip out. Right. Like yeah. if I get scared, if I get offended, like if I get hurt, like rather than admit my hurt and my pain, Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, man, that, that did kind of hurt me, man. It's like, let me respond accordingly, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. it's really for something dumb a lot yeah, of times. It is. Yep. <clears throat> and I, yeah, man, I'm thankful. And, you know, I'm not the best at it, but I try really hard to, like, pull back. Um, even, like, today they messed up my order. <laughs> and I went back in there with every intention to say some shit. Yeah. But I walked in and then I seen their situation, their circumstance, and I had compassion. And I was just like, I didn't say anything. I just asked for the right order and I left. That's good, though. I think that's growth. I know. But I had every intention when I got off the car, I was going to cuss them out. <laughs> yeah, because it's inconvenient, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and mm. I think that kind of like, I think for me, like I was never really aware of that. Mm. Like I always just said what was on my mind. Yeah. Aware, but, aware of what? 
of aware of like how we speak or how we hold ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like me, I'll say something off like just off the like just from so, so in other words, like self aware. Yeah. Like but this year has been like I've been like super intentional about like being healthy. Mm-hmm. Um inside and out. Yes, sir. And uh more so than any any other time. And I think what I'm learning the most through therapy is like, man, being mindful, like, hey, like listening to that voice objectively, the one that would freaking respond in anger and like flip out and make a bad situation worse. Yeah. But being like, hey, man, wait, why are you thinking that way? Yeah. Did you even need to say that? Yeah. yeah. You know, like um, I remember talking earlier about a month, two months back, probably um, I got into a, um, a discussion with somebody that was near and dear to me. And, and I said some things that were hurtful. Like to me, I didn't feel like it was hurtful. But after, you know, um, this person texted me yesterday, like, hey, I'm sorry uh, for being distant. And then I was like, man, like, I already, like, why did I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, something that I didn't consider to be hurtful or, how do you, how would you say it? I didn't consider the other person's feelings while I said something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's usually, that's like my history. Like, I'll say something without even thinking about it. Yeah. Um, But... This year more, like, the more I learn about myself, I'm like, okay, like, does this need to be said? It probably doesn't, you know? And, Mm -hmm. man, what it's done is create a lot more peace in my life, whereas before it was, like, chaotic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I always have to be right and say the last word. And, like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, man, like, everything inside me, like, what you were feeling like at Burger King, like, (laughs) I'm going to go in and address this. And then it's like, okay, do I really need to address it? Yeah. You know, finding out the rest of society, because I always feel like I'm the worst at it mm. right like i feel like i'm the worst at like handling situations the right way yeah. like i'm just like and the way that i put it is like bro i'm seven years sober i'm just now doing things normal society has been doing since they were young adults yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and being mindful of other people's feelings and, and how i say things is mm-hmm. it's a huge step yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, you're going in the right direction. That's good. Because, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just that kind of being, you know, controlling yourself, being mindful is really huge. Because, like, as I was walking in, then I seen the people, and then I was just like, well, what do I really want here? I just, I just want my food. Yeah. I paid for it. I just want my food. So that's what became my focus instead of, like. Rather than saying, I feel bad, so now you have to feel bad. Yeah. 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 I was inconvenienced, so you're going to hear about it. Yeah, okay. You know, instead of doing that. Does that mean wait this long? Yeah. But I mean, no. Mother. Mother. (laughs) But looking from their perspective, though, right? Even deeper than that, though. Like, even deeper than that. Like, you felt bad. Yeah. You felt the negative emotion, whatever that, whatever you, I mean, you know what it is, but then now you're going to go in there and make them feel bad. But then he's like, hey, that doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't make a bad situation better. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yep. And that was, you know, that's, you know, that didn't happen overnight. That took many years because previously, you know, probably about five years ago, they messed up my order at this, you know, fast food place, and it was breakfast, man. I was like, and they messed up my order. It was Christmas Eve, and as we drove away, I seen that they messed it up. I called them up, man. I cussed them out. Like cuss, 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 man. I probably said every cuss word in the phone book. And I just let him have it, whoever the manager was. And then I hung up. I don't know if she stayed on the whole time, but I was livid. Right, because, I mean, I was hungry. I didn't eat anything yet. 
All that, all that we just and it was Christmas about. Eve, and all I, that we just talked about. Yeah. I let her have it. Yeah. Anyway, so next one, <laughs> lonely. How does loneliness affect people's behavior? Effect of social isolation and loneliness, mental and physical health are interconnected. Social isolation, adverse health consequences range from sleeplessness to reduced immune function. Loneliness is associated with. Higher anxiety, depression, and suicide rates. Um, yeah, so this is something that I've actively been working on. On my walk on the red road is to have that circle, uh, to be plugged into a community. Uh, now I'm in, plugged into the unspoken words community. So Randy and JC, that, you guys are my community. I converse with you guys through text, phone calls, and our weekly recordings. You guys are like the main people I talk to. Uh, outside of, you know, my kids and my wife, home life and stuff, family, uh, you guys are who I talk to. Um, and so building up that circle over these years, um, you know, a year or two ago, my circle, my community was different. And that's just part of recovery, I found. Um, not saying that you guys are pregnant with my circle or anything like that. But I think this is what, this is what my circle is now. And it's probably going to be this. With some other people from the White Eagle Talking Circle and what have you, and our Uncle Mike, um, he's always in my corner, always rooting me on, calling me and texting me and stuff. So, um, <clears throat> so like that, so that that kind of circle, that kind of people in my corner, like I I don't feel lonely, you know what I mean? But that was intentional. Yeah, you know when I realized that okay, there's unspoken words. This is not the podcast. It's more. This is my community. When I finally kind of realized, I was like, oh, shoot, like, you guys are my people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, a few years back, a therapist asked me, are, are you lonely? Mm-hmm. And I thought about it, and I said, well, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not lonely, but I get lonesome sometimes. Mm. Because I want to be around my family more often. Yeah. Right? But, I, I mean, at this point, I can't as much as I'd like to. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, there are things that will not last forever. But, I mean, I know what that loneliness feels like, and it's not this or, you know, the way I feel every once in a while. Like, man, I wish I could be there with them and do that kind of stuff with them. But yeah. lonely to me seems like it's it's different. Like, I'm, I'm just going to use my own words. But, like, like, I feel like I can't get on the phone and text one of you two, or I can't call my mom or I can call my dad or you know mm-hmm. somebody like I that's what to me that's what loneliness is lonesome oh. is like man I wish I was I wish I was with my mom right oh, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. or you yeah. know I wish I could hang out with my dad right now yeah, or my kids yeah. or you know whatever yeah. but it's two different things so I, I mean so I think if you're feeling one not to confuse it with the other yeah sure right like so where when, when got 25 seconds left in my segment, so I'm going to toss it over here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, lonely. Um, <laughs> I think, like, what I'm reading, like, it's important to acknowledge. I think we all do get lonely at times. Oh, for oh, yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, 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 know, yeah. And if we allow ourselves to stay in a lonely state of mind, like, it leads to, like, bad places, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I can speak from experience. Like, last year, like, I, I think I was lonely, and rather than, like, acknowledge like how I felt like it was weird because for six years previous I I had a certain schedule um did things a certain way certain days 
this was it, like, you know? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, it came to an end, so I really, like, had a lot more free time than I was used to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I was lonely at first. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you have your social circle, and you know what I mean? Yeah. But rather than, like, reach out and pick up the phone like JC was talking about earlier, like, dog, I just cut myself off. Yeah. And I kind of entertained that loneliness, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it led me to, like, one of the darkest spots of my life. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, and it took a while to get out, but yeah, I think now what I would do is, like, okay, I'm lonely. Why am I feeling lonely? Address it. Embrace that feeling. And then... But not allow allow myself to stay there. Yep, and then use your tools to get out of that. Yeah, well right on. said. Well said, sir. That was very delicious. <laughs> so, last one. I'm only going to read the thing, and then you can hit the thing because I'm out of time here. So, there, last there, one is tired. Well, we have no constraints. Okay. So, but I right, twenty minutes each. Why does the lack of sleep affect your mood? Ultimately, sleep deprivation can make it harder for the brain to keep the amygdala and checked this can increase your likelihood of feeling more difficult emotions but you may also have a more negative outlook toward even positive and neutral situations that's true i think i feel like that today Mm. um last night i don't know i went to the dentist about a week ago and they cleaned my teeth and then for some reason or another like one of my nerves and my gums is like freaking extremely painful today And last night, and I was waking up probably about every half hour to an hour. Ugh, I hate that. Dog, like just throbbing and nothing works because it's uh, your nerves and it's not anything. Wow. Uh, and just uh, like, oh, giving me nightmares. Already. And man, when I have tried to eat today, like as soon as food touches it, like dog it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like touches this side of my mouth. Yeah. Like when I chew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's like. Painful, man. Mm-hmm. Like man, when I'm done, I like, and then it just starts pounding. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Get ahead. your head out of the gutter. <laughs> Hit the beat. Hit the beat. <laughs> Hit the beat. <laughs> Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. Pounding what now? <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Poor delicious. <laughs> okay, okay. That's enough. I'm sorry. I apologize. About 15 minutes or... About 15 minutes. Oh, I haven't even started yet. Start. So you know what? I, my, I, 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 I drew a blank. What did we say last time? Uh, physical was one and mental, right? Yep. So that leaves... Emotional and spiritual. Was it? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I know you did too. I did too, yeah. Cause, okay. <clears throat> well, anyway, I know I didn't do the spiritual part, right? No, I know we didn't do that. And so we'll just talk about that, and then I'll do the last one for, I'll save the last one for next week. Next next, next, next week, week October. But I'm going to have to go back and say, okay, which one did I not get? But anyway, <clears throat> yeah, like. I feel like I've said this before, though, like because I always wanted this, but I think it was from uh, what, what's his name uh, uh, was here. Um, Shaheen. 
George. Tahin? No, um, the one before that. Uh, 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 What's his name? Cheese. Oh, Chester, Craig. Yeah, Craig, I think it was when he was here, but I was saying, like, one of those two, but the spiritual part, that was the first thing that I did, right? Like, when I, on my first sober day, and which happened to be because I was in jail, but the first thing I did was I, I started praying. And, and I, I think it, the difference between then and all those, you know, how you always say foxhole prayers. Yeah. There, there was, I mean, I, don't, I can't really pinpoint it. I'm, I was going to sit here and try to explain it, but I actually can't because, but I do know there was something different in that. Like I knew that enough was enough. This is it. I got to do something. Otherwise I'm going to die. I'm just, just hurting the people that I love the most. And, and it, well, I was done. And, but, I couldn't do anything. I knew I couldn't do anything by myself. Like I had to have that higher power. And the only way I knew how was like, okay, was to ask. And so I said, okay, I need, this is what I, this is where I'm at. And this is what I need. And not really, you know, having those like, um, you know, you listen to some people and they, and they just, they pray real good. Right. Like you know, they, mm. they know it. The words that they use and 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 the the way they the way they pray it just sounds real good. That's why you're like, hey, will you pray for me? Because you do it real good. <laughs> but yeah. but I mean, like I always felt like I didn't know how. So, but what I've come to learn is that your prayer is your is your own thing, right? It's like a personal thing between you and your creator. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much how I started. I mean, that's how I I went about it that first day. And then, you know, fast forward a couple more days to that Christmas Eve story I was telling you guys about. Yeah. And then fast forward a couple more, maybe a few months down the road Mm -hmm. when I was in solitary confinement and that experience. And and it was a spiritual experience. It's the only thing I can think of because it wasn't, I wasn't under the influence. I wasn't, you know, interacting with anybody. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was just me and my creator and and I guess the demons were still trying to cling on too, but yeah. I think that was the day that I was finally released from all that. Set yeah. free. Set free. And and all of this all of this is not something you can see or you can touch or you can, you know, yeah. hold in your hand or anything, but it's but you know that it's too, it's true, right? Yeah. Like you know that there's something there because it's a powerful experience. Oh my god! Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood, in the blood of the Lamb. Lamb. That may continue. That that didn't come out of my twenty minutes. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so yeah, I mean, it's just that that amazing experience, and you know that there's something there, and I could feel it like there was a switch, a change, Mm. and and, and like a shift in everything. Mm -hmm. You know, from maybe all those other three areas that I'm talking about the the mental and the the physical and the emotional, like there everything just shifted. Yeah, and then not only that, but like I could, like I literally could see my prayers being answered. Like and it was just kind of uncanny. Like I always say, you know, they, they everybody says, uh, uh, God is mysterious. You know, He works in mysterious ways. But mm. I always kind of, and I don't want to, you know, like 
make it sound hokey or like I don't like I don't believe, but I would say, man, that's weird. That's such a weird thing to happen, you know. Like if I prayed for this is what I need, this is what I'm asking for. I need help. Can you yeah. give me anything? And I remember I was telling you guys how all these books and all this literature was coming into my life, like just out of the blue. Yeah. Like, like I couldn't even go out and find a book. I had to wait for that thing to walk in front of that little window so I can look down and skim through it real quick. And then, oh, okay. But something was always there that jumped out at me. Like, okay, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I mean, that was the, and the, the, just my own choice of words and not to, again, not to downplay it or make it sound uh, less than it is. But I was like, man, that's a weird, That's what that was weird. Yeah. You know, like that was the only way I could describe it. And so... Um, spirituality was definitely one of the first things that I did. I mean, it was the first thing that I did. Yeah. And I think for me, it laid that foundation. It laid that groundwork. Like now I wasn't trying to stand on my own two feet. Mm. I had somebody holding me up mm-hmm. and building my strength until I was able to, you know, stand, even mm-hmm. though there's going to be times when I have to, you know, you have to hold me up again. Yeah. But I think all of that was kind of, you know, training to, training myself to realize and understand and have the faith that, okay, there is going to be times when I need that help and all I have to do is let go and I'll be lifted up again. Yeah. Rather than, oh my God, there's nobody there. This is happening to me. So there must not be uh, uh, a God or, you know, however, and and now I got to do it myself. And I know what that leads to trying to do things according to my best wisdom. Yeah. And so, and, and I got and I got to admit, there was a couple of times recently where I caught myself questioning faith, like my, my mm-hmm. faith, like mm-hmm. questioning things. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm just so it's so ingrained in me and it's so strong in me that even though I question these things, I always came back to that same, uh, uh, that same. Um, let's see what what would be the word. That same state of mind where I was before as a believer, right? Yeah. Like, so even though I would say, well, if there was a God, then why did this happen? And why did we do all this? And then it still happened anyway. And then, you know, but then I quickly realized that, okay, you know, just by communing with my higher power, mm-hmm. that it brings me back to that place where, you know, you just have to trust. Yeah. yeah. And then and that's hard sometimes, Ooh-wee. especially in the face of like, adversity and trying times and loss and it just yeah but again i think everything like you know we hear people say everything that you've been through is preparing you for today and my mom's always telling me that everything that you've gone through has prepared you for today or something like that yeah something along those lines so i think that's what it is is like i think i'm just building up that I don't know. Randy's probably got the better terminology for it, but you know, building that resiliency, resiliency. like that spiritual oh, resiliency, resiliency. Um, I guess spiritual resiliency. Oh, jinx. We said yeah. the same thing. Jinx. Pinch poke you. I was kind of reminded of like a Red Cloud song. Um, he talks about he's talking to his mother or whatever. He's kind of you know talking a little short story or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's saying like all the all the bumps and bruises that you've endured, everything that you've gone through up to this point only makes for a better movie in the end. You remember I remember I telling you that when I don't know if you were here, but we were talking about it with oh with that uh I almost said four oh one K. 
Uh, what's, <laughs> that, what's that? 501c3? 501c3? Yeah. Oh. But I was saying something along the lines that every good, every good, uh, what is it, movie or every good story has to have those uh, at adversity. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Overcoming adversity. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I get that. That's You have yeah. to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. But there has to be conflict yeah. so there can be a resolution. Yep. True that. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, the spiritual peace of well-being, of being, um, yeah, I think I shared it a couple episodes ago, you know, the foundation for my recovery is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you know, trust in the Lord, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make straight your path. Uh, so, for me, that's what I always have to fall back on. Like what you said, you just now recently gone through some loss, a lot of loss. Um, grieving, uh, <clears throat> it's a, whew, grieving is I don't think it ever ends, but it gets better uh, in my experience so far, you know, in this year and a half. And through this time, I've really had to, I noticed that my anxiety is heightened. Uh, my worry is heightened for my loved ones, my kids. Um, so I'm spending a lot of time in prayer, but also spending a lot of time in like praise, you know, thanking about idea for what I got. Uh, Cause that worry it can get you into that place where, like, you start getting ungrateful, you know, because then you start thinking, you start worrying too much, and you stay there, stay in your head. Then you like, oh, well, if this was like this, if this happened and this and then, if this and then and this, and you stay in that place, then you start getting ungrateful for what you got, what's happening right now. Um, so I have to, you know, stay in that praise, too. You know, thanking God for what I have, making out grateful lists. Uh, and that's part of my spirituality, pure part of my relationship with my higher powers, thanking about it, yeah, for what I have and what's happening, you know. And for me, you know, <clears throat> and that prayer, that daily prayer, daily prayers throughout the day. Sometimes, you know, praying throughout the day. Sometimes I don't end my prayer in the morning with, and I just keep it going. And I say little prayers throughout the whole day. Boom, boom. Because when I was at Crystal Creek Lodge 2014, a year before I actually you know, started walking the Red Road this time, uh, this guy came in, told his story, and I don't know. Like At first, I didn't really like him because he came in. He was very boastful and talking big. And, yeah, man, I've been sober. Blah, 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 you know, and you're talking like that. And, and I was just kind of, he was rubbing me the wrong way. You know, I was still just about probably sober about two weeks <laughs> and I was sitting there and I was just looking at him. Said, this guy thinks he's bad. You know, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. But then he said that. And I just remember it clear as day, man. I could see him right now, man. I could picture him. He's just like, he's like, I say like two, I say to a hundred to like 200 prayers a day just to get me through the day. Sometimes I'm saying 300, 400 prayers in a day just to get me through that day. And that stuck with me. And I use that today in my recovery. You know, I have to stay in commun- communication with my higher power. Yeah. Oh, delicious. Communication, yeah. <laughs> higher power, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but I, I think, <laughs> what was the question or what are you talking about? <laughs> Get off oh, your like, phone. No, I, <laughs> um, so. <laughs> 
I think. <laughs> now you're at a loss for words. No, I heard you. I'm trying to <laughs> articulate like Just what kidding. I'm. I'm trying to. Um, <laughs> so, like when you talk about like spirituality, I think that's one of the most important. I would say foundational mm. Um, mm-hmm. aspects of our walk of recovery because you can be sober and not be in recovery, right? Yes, sir. Uh, but I think in order for us to walk out any plan on earth, we have to have our relationship with um, with, with God correct. Um, then every relationship stems from that. Um, I know for myself, when I went to, uh, when I drove myself to treatment and came back, um, four months later, I didn't know how to pray. Mm. And, and I'm like, you know, I went from a, a person that hated God to really like finding out like who God is and being like, okay, like it's not, I don't have to, you know, it's a relationship. And, and just like with anything, if I'm going to build a relationship with you, God, I'm asking you to teach me how to pray. Mm. And I think my experience was like, okay, like, <clears throat> man, I worked as a dishwasher at the time. I was picking up any job that I could. Um, but I literally needed that time with God because I, I learned who he was. I learned, you know, like not just like, a for, I, I couldn't just take it at face value. Um, and I didn't want to just stay on the deep end. It's like, I'm a kid. Like I, I look at it like, you know, like everybody, um, if you're a believer, like however your relationship is, I, I feel like, you know, there's a time for for um, elementary type learning, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, like let 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 me go in the let me learn how to swim in the deep end. Like I've already taken lessons, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's time to take off my arm bands and give them up so I can learn how to swim, right? But I feel like that is probably the most important relationship anybody could have. Um, in their walk is mm. having that that type of relationship of like okay if i say i love you then i'm going to spend time with you i'm going to hang out with you i'm going to i'm going to ask you questions and i really believe that you also speak to me today and whatever you impress upon me or however you speak to me make it clear in a language that i understand mm. mm-hmm. um cuz i always feel like god's like this it's I feel like God always wants to show us who he is, right? Like uh, on our behalf, like how how great and magnificent he is. But I feel like a lot of times God is like that that person that's playing hide and seek and we're his child. And, you know, when I, when I think about it in, in my relationship with my daughter, like when we played hide and seek when she was young, I never hid so she couldn't find me. Mm-hmm. I always hid so that she would find me. Yeah. And I feel like that's how God is too. Like he's like, okay, well, you haven't lifted up this, you know, mm-hmm. and I've been standing right here this whole time. So are you really looking for me? Like the way that you say you are, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of times, like even before I came, came to believe, like I would blame everything on him mm. and I never even had a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when my bro Shylan died, like, man, I remember like, crying in the front like and asking my mom like man where the f is your god at and then when i look back on it like bro like i never even took the time out of my day to even acknowledge him in my life but yet he was the focus of all my problems 
Mm. Anytime something went wrong, boom, it was God's fault. Anytime, like, you know what I mean? Because I could never really under, and I never did take the time to have a relationship. But when I came back from treatment and, and man, I really dug my heels in and I'm like, God, like I'm determined to know you more than I ever have in my life. Not that I have all the answers or I know everything about him. Mm-hmm. I'm in a lot better place when I, when my relationship with them is strong yeah. versus when I don't acknowledge them for anything. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like you you guys were saying, Foxo prayers, uh, my, my spiritual father calls them Alka-Seltzer believers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he said, why? He said, Alka-Seltzer never deals with the, the root. All it does is just cover up the, the symptoms. Mm, mm, mm. And he said, then it lists, you know? And I feel like for me, like, that's how I was for so long. Like, I would pray, and then as soon as, you know, things get better, my situation gets better, and, and I feel better emotionally, it was always emotionally. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Once I feel better emotionally, then I'm like, okay, God, I'm, I'm good, man. I don't need you now. Like, I'm going to go over here with these guys. Yeah. Go party. Go party. And then I put myself in a predicament again, and then I'm like, hey, God, it's me again. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I think like without that type of relationship, because it's always growing. I think about it like like a relationship, like when I'm meeting a woman, like I like to ask questions like, hey, how are you? You know what I mean? Like I want to know her Can and I call you delicious. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but on the flip side, like I feel like that's how God is, too. Like, oh, yeah. Like, hey, I want to know you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to just say it like. For me, I've never been like a face value type of person. Mm, mm, mm. It's like, God, I, I don't just like, I always tell people too, like I never came into the kingdom willingly. Mm. Like I was having fun getting high. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not lying. Like I was having fun living that lifestyle. Yep. So if I'm going to come into this place and serve my master, then I want everything that he has for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to just stay in the kiddie pool. Mm. I don't. I don't want to stay in Head Start all my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But I want that to continue to grow. It's like a, you know, a swimming pool. You start out in the kiddie pool. You start out in the kiddies. But when you're 18 years old, man, that kiddie pool ain't fun no more. It has Says no purpose. <laughs> like you know what I mean? No, no, yeah, like no, no, like no. there's no purpose for it. Yeah. Like for me to stay there, like. If I stayed there and all the other kids were, were around there playing, what would you guys say? That guy's a weirdo. Why is he over there with all the kids? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Looks like he's having fun. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, like man, yeah. he's in the wrong part of the pool. Yeah. Versus, like, going, going to the deep end. I'd say he probably doesn't even know how to swim. I know. Mm. I don't, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like that's our, like, our relationship. Like, I feel like. Well, you know, God is so unsearchable. Like, I can't know everything about him all the time. Oh, that's what that was. But I'm willing to seek him. I'm willing to look for him. What does white Jesus say at the end of Reservation Dogs? Blessed are those who still believe. Cannot see, but still believe. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, that took me a while to figure that. I mean, you know, to... Not really figure it out, but to develop that faith and that light mm, in that. Mm, mm. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for your guys' feedback. That was awesome. Always learning stuff. So mm-hmm. with that, do the thing. 
Oh, hit me with that beat, then. Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. Ah, episode 100, the centennial episode of the first, second year of... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know, man. I kind of wanted... Um, when you guys were talking, something popped in my head, and I don't know where it went. Sounds about right. <laughs> you oh, know, your time's oh, up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for episode 100 guys. All right, see you next week <laughs> Thanks for those words of wisdom, Randy but, <laughs> but it was like, oh, okay, okay So this was my thing, like, so I was challenged by my therapist Like, she was like, man, you like She's like, Randy, one thing I've noticed about you Is like, man, you get something done Or you get about halfway through something And she goes, you're already planning your next move And she was like, when is the last time you ever sat back And just enjoyed where you're at? Mm. Because when I plan my next move, it creates feelings of anxiousness. Mm. Like I, I develop like this freaking super form of anxiety, mm. which is really like based out of fear, right? Yeah. Being anxious and not knowing the future or whatever, wanting to control every situation in your life. Yeah. But I think, you know, for the past week or so, I've been implementing being okay where I'm at. Like, I'm not where I want to be, and I know it's cliche because we hear it all the time, but I'm not where I used to be either. And knowing, like, especially, like, for us, like, for our crew, like, the direction that we're headed, bro, like, man, I'm grateful to be here, like, it just makes me appreciate this moment that much more. It's like, hey, man, like, I'm practicing grace for myself. I, I send compassion to myself. And and I love myself, not in a superficial way, but more like I'm learning to be okay with who I am. Mm. And along with being okay with who I am, like, I don't have to fit, you know, what people think I should be. Because um, I think... For a lot of time, that's where my anxiety came from, is, like, wanting to fit people's molds of who I should be. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I never really took the time to appreciate all the stuff that I've been through. Mm. Um, being a single father, coming out of drug addiction, coming out of alcoholism, like, man, like, losing everything more than once and then building back up, like, because of my relationship with God. And still, like, succeeding, bro. Like, And on top of this, like, man, recently, within the past month, like, on top of an already full schedule, I've enrolled into college. Mm. And not because I'm special or I think I'm, like, some kind of person that needs kudos from you guys. Like, I don't. Yeah. Um, It's just more like, man, like, I've been through a lot of crap in my life. Mm-hmm. And for once, I want to look back and be and appreciate how far I've come. Mm. Appreciate my journey. Like, I'm no better than nobody else. Nobody else is better than me. I, for 
one, do not look down on anybody or anything, any type of situation. But it's like right now, like I want to take this moment to be like, man, like in my seven and a half years of sobriety, recovery, like, man, the thing that I can say to sum everything up, like I'm grateful to be here, man. I'm grateful to be here with you gentlemen. I'm grateful like to be here building our platform. Like I'm so grateful, like I can appreciate like even just being in this room because I know like, bro, like in a year from now, like we're going to look back and be like, damn, remember that little room that we had? Mm -hmm. And we made that work because everything like to go along with like JC's theme too, his topic, like, man, everything that I prayed for five years ago, man, I'm living it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when, you know, my phone never rang. I remember when, you know, um, all this stuff, right? That I never thought I would get past. Bro, like literally like four years ago, I got my uh, September 23rd, I think it was. I got my driver's license for the first time in my life. I was 35 years old. Nice. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I've said it before and I'll say it again tonight. Like right now, like a lot of what society is doing, has been doing, like I'm just now doing. mm like, I'm just now going back to college. I just now got my driver's license. I just purchased my first vehicle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, doing everything, and, and I've never taken the time to appreciate where I'm at. So, like, if anybody's listening and you can take anything from my speak on a topic, man, I would encourage you to appreciate your journey, man. Like, be honest. Like, take a look back and... and Look at how far you've come. Every situation that you thought you would, would kill you or that you would never come out of on top, bro, like, look where you're at. Like, if you're a woman, like, look where you're at. You know, like, you're in a lot better place than you were previously. And I think for me, man, like, man, that's everything. Like, today, I got to take my daughter to a dentist appointment. Mm. You know, right before we came in to record, like, I made sure she was good and and man there's some things that i i kind of bitched and complained about but at the same time i'm like man like i remember when i thought this was out of reach like i remember when i didn't see this thing like and even though it kind of it hurt it was like i had to sit back and appreciate that part being content like man i've just been in this peaceful state like of like because i didn't know how to love myself and now, because of my therapist uh, challenging me, I go to sleep listening to, you know, self-love affirmations mm. for like 10 minutes. Waking up in the morning and, and instead of running to Facebook or, or social media or ESPN, um, man, I've been turning on Spotify and, and going to like self-compassion mm. affirmations, self-love affirmations, like breathing in like, I said compassion to myself Mm. breathing out I feel love or else I say you know I love you you're loved you're admired you're cherished you're valued like not because I think I'm I'm anything special Mm -hmm. but because that's what like like I, I I had a hard time loving other people because I didn't love myself Mm. true that True that. 
getting short, getting ignorant, getting angry with people because I didn't have any compassion or love for myself. And I think that's like probably one of the greatest things that I've learned on this journey in this year so far. And man, to be here right now, like I'm appreciative of it. Uh-huh. So thank you guys. Um, what are your takes on it? Uh, a couple of things for me right away. Like that was hitting me as you're talking, you know, definitely number one, uh, taking stock in how far you've come. Uh, that's very crucial for me. You know, I got like what you said, just take time to stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Got to do that, man. Definitely. And because <clears throat> sometimes, you know, I get caught up, caught up in the moment or caught up in what I'm doing. Busy, busy. Like these past two months, July, August, man, super busy for me. And September's, is, you know, a little bit better. Still busy. But <clears throat> um, past three months have been like going bop with nine, no, nine, no. And. You know, I've had to take, you know, call that time out and just step back and uh, take stock in how far I've come. Like, dang, man, this is cool. Like, you know, thank you, Bharatiya, for all that you're doing for me. You know, thank you for these opening these doors, these opportunities to talk to people and um, spread the message, share the message, you know. Because, um, like, there's something that I didn't even think I was going to do. And that's kind of how my recovery has been going. Like, I just keep trusting God every day, keep trusting him, keep trusting him, and then these doors open, you know, and I just go through, and I'm like, all right, this is what I'm doing now, you know. Um, so I definitely got to do that, because if I don't, again, I fall into that being unthankful for what I got. Yeah. You know, I'll fall into that real easy, because that's just the way I'm built up here in my head, throw that pity party right away. The other thing was, like, uh, staying in the moment, that helps me out a lot. You know, that's what I was hearing from you, just being right here in the moment. Like, I'm right here. I'm sitting with you guys at this table. I got these headphones on. I'm talking to this mic. We're recording this podcast. I'm right here. You know, I'm not thinking about anything else besides that. I'm here, present. And I got to practice that a lot, just being here. Because if I don't, if I don't actively every day practice being in the moment, I start future tripping. You know, I'll start future tripping. Or I'll start living in the past, start beating myself up. Um, so I got to be right here, right here in this moment, continuously. Um, because that, then that, then that way, if I'm able to do that, then I'm able to continually take stock in how far I've come, you know, and continually having that communication. It's like, oh, shoot, I haven't prayed in a couple hours. Or I haven't prayed since this morning. You know, I better pray. You know, like today, I walked out. Uh, work I was like oh I can go get some food I got some time to go get some food that was what was on my mind all the way till I walked outside man it was nice and cool the clouds are out and you know this is like my weather man I love this weather so man I was like boom thankfulness hit me so I started thanking God and as I was walking to my car and I was thanking God for today thanking him for the job that I have for my kids for the car that I drive for these clothes that I have on um and just being in that mind state um and having that, um, being in the moment there, you know, just all these blessings that I have, just being thankful for it. Uh, I got to continue to do that, definitely. Oh, yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. And like, it's it's funny how you you bring you brought up, you know, what we're doing here for the, with this podcast and everything that it's brought. 
Like this is this time right here is one of the one of the main times that I really can sit back and relax and just be in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think we owe it to not only ourselves but to the, to our listeners to be in this moment, really focus on what what it is we're doing. And I'm absolutely grateful for everything. But the thing with that is, is like this is where I fall into it. Is that as soon as we leave, I'm thinking about it all week. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh man, I can't wait to be back, get back in there. I can't wait to talk about this, or you know, we're gonna do this, and you know, I. So, I think part of me on that note, um, I guess I'm not gonna say not satisfied, but I'm always looking forward to the next one, right? Yeah. Rather than saying, you know, well, I mean, obviously, you know, we 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 come out. Oh man, that was a good episode, and we did good, and. and you know, we acknowledge that, but then I'm always thinking of the head to the next one. Okay, I can't wait to get back. I can't wait to get back. Rather than, you know, just letting it be as it is mm. for the week. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's that's one example of how I, I, I kind of do that. And, and then the other thing that I was going to say, too, is like nobody knows what we've been through to get to this point. Like nobody knows the shit that I had to go through just to be here today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And nobody, you know, and you guys can say the same thing. I can tell you, and we we all we we all share our stories with one another, and we share it with our listeners too. I can tell you, but I was there, and you were there, and you're the one that experienced your thing. Yeah. And, and so we know each one of our what exactly what it is that we went through just to be here today. Yeah. And, and I think that needs to be acknowledged, and and it does need to be praised. Because it, because I know if, if if my experience is any indication, then I know that you guys worked really hard just to be here, just mm-hmm. to get to this point and be in this mental state, this physical state, this emotional state, that spiritual state. And you know, we, you know, we're always improving. We're always trying to you know better ourselves and and, and work toward a, a better tomorrow. So I think you know. It, acknowledging everything that we went through, there's nothing wrong with that because we did go through a lot. We did have to work hard. We did have to make sacrifices and, and and that's good. That's a good thing. That's a good thing because if it was easy, I would have did it a long time ago. Yeah. Right. Like if it was, and, and to say like, I'm in the same boat as you, man, I just got my very first, vehicle like that's mine that i i own it i bought it yeah and and then there's there are people that are in their in their late teens buying brand new vehicles that they earned it like yeah. the way we did it we they earned it right yeah, yeah. not that it wasn't just give it given to them but so i i just don't think that people like that would understand that the value of it not yeah. the fact that I have a vehicle, like the car itself, I'm absolutely grateful for it. You know, it's a blessing. But I think what went into, you know, just to get your driver's license back and then be able to hold a job in order to make payments or, you know, to afford to buy a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Like for us, that's a huge thing. And and I And I just can't, I don't like the idea that, Cause I get the same way. Like my thought is, is that man, I I really don't want to, you know, be uh, congratulated for something that I should have been doing in the first place. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I said, if it was easy, I would have did it a long time ago. For me, a lot of things were hard because I was selfish. I was, 
stuck in my 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 addiction, and I hurt a lot of people because of that. Mm. And I was just you know neglectful and, and just all these other things. And yet, to have to go through everything that we went through to get to this point, I think is an important thing. Is like to to have that ability to just kind of step back and say, you know what? Then I I can get in my vehicle, and I can leave my apartment. Mm-hmm. And I can go to Burger King if I want to. Yeah, yeah. Whereas before, like I had to use whatever little bit of money I could scrounge up to go get a bottle. Mm. Like that's what I had to do. Yeah. And you know, like you guys are always saying, you know, I get to go eat out, or I get to go to the grocery store and try to eat healthy. I get to, mm-hmm. you know, do all these things, these positive things. Whereas before, I had to go drink. Yeah, I had to go yeah. use. I had to, you know, and and all the ugliness that goes along with it. So I really have to fight that feeling of of not being, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the way to say, I don't want to be self-congratulatory, right? But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I have to acknowledge the fact that we worked hard. And we continue to work hard. I mean, we've been doing this for 100 weeks in a row. In a row. I think it's crazy, right? Because, like, you say that, like, 100 weeks in a room. But just last Friday, we were talking to a room full of freaking healthcare professionals. Man, that worked in suicide prevention. Yeah. And, and, and remember, you know, what I said, too, when I was there was, like, I'm not an expert on anything. All I have is my experience, and they held on to that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they held on to the things that we were saying because not only did we come out the other side, but they understood that we struggled. Yeah. And we, there was a time when we were not okay. Yeah. Like, to even be considered and brought in? <laughs> yeah. Dog, like, 10 years ago, none of us even had that on our radar. Mm. I would have laughed at you if you would have said that. Yeah. I don't know, you know, I don't know, my therapist always says, you think everything's corny. I, that <laughs> would have been corny, bro. Like, yeah. for me, right? Like, <laughs> that's corny. Like, yeah. And I wouldn't, like, just because I felt that way about it, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have even attempted to do it. Yeah. I think, yeah, and then for me, part of that would have been, like, I don't think I would have been worthy to. Yeah. So then I would have said it was corny because even though maybe I'm a part of me said, oh, man, I wish I could do that. Yeah. I, right. I would have said, oh, well, yeah, that's corny. That's stupid. That's dumb. Yeah. Then you yeah. downplay it, right? Yeah. Like, so to make, kind of make, you know, alleviate some of that shame you feel. Yeah. I saw that self-love and that compassion comes in. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, man, I'm worthy of every, every dream and every decision that I've been making. Yeah. Right? Every dream that I have, I'm worthy of walking in it. Yeah. Yeah, and because we don't think we're worthy a lot of times, like you were saying. Yeah, definitely. Because like when we were there, like we didn't have any. They didn't give us any direction. Really, no direction at all. We got there, and they're just kind of like, "Oh, you need to do this and this and this." And yeah. Handed us some papers, and they're like, "Go." And then I was just like, I kind of like filled up with anxiety real quick. But I was like, "Oh, we this is what we do. I'm just, we're just gonna do what we do. I'm just gonna treat this like what we're doing right now." Yeah. Because we've had 99 weeks in a row at that point doing this. So then we went into that. They gave us mics and boom, boom. We just, we kind of had to improvise on some things, like moving mics around and stuff. But I just treated it like a podcast. Yeah. Man, you guys, like, we all just flowed. 
You know, like we really, we didn't have no direction at all. Like they didn't bring us to the planning meetings, nothing. And then we just got there and man, we killed it. Yeah. We freaking killed it because not just because we showed up and we're good like that. It's because we put 99 weeks in a row in practice. Yeah. So then we were able to just to show up and boom, do that, do that, uh, do the thing for them. It was like a four four hour long podcast. Yeah, basically. Remember, remember when we first sat down too? I asked you, "How are we going to play this? What do, how how are we going to do it?" And you're kind of, I don't know. And I said, "Oh, okay. Well, we'll just do what we do." Yeah. And that was kind of, and then it just, I don't think there was any other way. Mm. I mean, mm. like, like for me personally, like if it, when it came, when it really comes down to it. Like, yeah, what did uh, Willie Jack say on, uh, oh, what's that girl's name, her real name? Um, anyway, she was on, like, Jimmy Alexis. Fallon. Yeah. She was on Jimmy Fallon, and they are talking about how they got cast. And she said, well, they wanted Res Kids, so they got Res Kids. <laughs> yeah. And then basically, that's to me, you wanted this Unspoken Words podcast, so that's what you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. And that's the only way we can play it, because otherwise it would just seem kind of almost like a show or, like, put on. Yeah. yeah. And I think we just brought that authenticity and then, like, our intelligence. We asked really good questions and had really good conversations with each guest. Yeah. You know, we didn't just sit up there and we're like robots. You know, you guys, we asked the questions that they wanted, but we put our own flavor on there. Yeah. We gave some feedback, had a conversation with them, slipped in the questions. And then, man, I was worried about filling up time. Yeah. You know. Cause there's like ten minutes in between each one, but man, it just flowed. And then, to me, it was almost like there wasn't enough time. Yeah, 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 yeah. for real, the end. for real. Yeah, uh, I felt that same way too. And That's and again, it's it's like we're not trying to, you know, talk ourselves up or you know be a prideful about it. No, the opposite. But we're just humble. We're just humble. But but I but again, it goes back to the fact that like and and this goal holds true for if you're listening, you know. To all of our listeners out there, when you do positive things, don't be afraid to acknowledge it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that, that's all we're doing. And, and and I think that's important because, again, we, we talked about foundation. I think it holds that foundation intact. Yeah. Because right? like, me personally, in my own my own words, is that if, if, I, if I don't acknowledge that, then I'll fall into that trap of like, oh, I'm not doing anything, or I can't do this, or why do they want me? Mm-hmm. Sort of a pity party. Yeah, like I, I can I can see myself falling into that without the fact that I am acknowledging, yes, I'm doing good things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like Randy said, not where we want to be, but we're not where we were. Yeah, definitely. And I think <clears throat> you know, just by our performance last week, last year in at the suicide prevention conference. We were like the keynote speakers. And then this year they brought us back to be the MCs. Yeah. You know, and I think because of those two things, you know, the doors are just going to continue to open. You know, we're venturing out now. We're going to do some more zero suicide stuff Yeah, here in the new year, probably. That's because we keeping it 100. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 100. But, yeah, taking stock in how far you've come, staying in the moment, those are all crucial, definitely. Just as to be um, – an active member contributing adult to society. Yeah. Such a weird thing to say. Yeah, that <laughs> you gotta you gotta have that. You know, not just your walk on the red road, yeah. but just to be a normal quotation air quotation marks uh 
adult. Yeah. You know, you got to have those. You got to take stock in how far you've come. And you got to be in the moment continuously. Um, so, yeah, that's good. And I think, you know, the only way we're going is up. Because we've put in the work, man. Episode 100. That's awesome, man. 100 weeks in a row, man. I remember, like, we were laughing at, like, episode 69. Uh, we were laughing at episode AK-47. I think that's <laughs> when that started, right? Like, uh, like just, like, little highlights. Um, yeah. Like, I'm even thinking about last year, like, even the party that we threw for year one, like, <laughs> yeah, man. And then I also remember, like, bro, like, when we, our downloads, <laughs> our downloads would, like, well, no, I remember that, though. Like, it's still a good thing, right? Like, yeah. And then, like, I remember, like, the downloads on there are, like, freaking 20. <laughs> yeah. And now, pumped. bro, like, now, like, bro, that's 50, bro. Like, and then I remember my brother saying, now imagine, no, I think he, we got to 25, and he's like, now imagine when you hit 50. Or a hundred. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, where we're at now? And I'm like, wow. But like, remember when, yeah. And I remember when we started hitting those, those milestones like that, we text each other, oh, check this out. Yeah. Right. yeah. Our first thousand. Damn. Like, That's and crazy. like, I don't realize it, but we were at a function about, what, that about a month ago? Two weeks, three weeks ago when we went uh, out there and they were like, yeah, we just put this out. And then they named their numbers and we're like, oh, yeah. Holy cow, like, and they got all kinds of production behind them. Yeah, they got, yeah, it was, uh, they got a podcast has been on for 18 months. And they just now got to 5,000 and they were pretty happy and proud about was that. Was it 5,000 or 3,000? 5,000? Five, five. Yeah. 5,000. They've Keep been on for 18 away. months. And Keep we're plugging just, away. And we were just, me and this guy just looked at each other right away. It was like, what? <laughs> we're like, you know, yeah. we're at eighteen. Your humility, bro. Yeah, like <laughs> we're like, like yeah. we're at eighteen months, and we're closing in on twenty thousand downloads. And like we had 5, little to no freaking, <laughs> little to no support in in terms of like production and all that. Like yeah. we just like did it. We were ourselves, and but I think like through most of it all, like through all of it, like I'm appreciative of where we're at. Oh yeah, for and, sure, and even you know like just to be here, I'm grateful. And of course, I, I mean, I is, we gotta we gotta acknowledge the fact that it wouldn't even be like this if you weren't listening. You right now, hearing these words, it's all because of you. Yeah, it's all because of you. And the all, unspoken words, disciples. It's all, all because of you. And all the the encouraging words, and, and all know, that you do, and everything that you. <laughs> And believing our truth. And you believed in us and you stuck with us and this is Even when we were baby blue. Even when we okay, what? We always stay true. <laughs> baby. <laughs> I was trying to go Thank along. Thank you with for you. all the downloads and all the support. I know I've been treating you wrong, but just trust me, I've turned the page in my life. Episode one oh one. And I wanna coming up. You and I together. We belong together. Stay delicious. <laughs> Stay delicious. <laughs> no, but it really is because we've built like a man. Just to acknowledge our listeners, like that's powerful. Thank you for rocking with us, man. Like, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for spreading our podcast. Thank you for believing in us, and thank you for coming back continually. Yes, sir. Like, man, that one. means that means a lot. Like, I. Like, for me, personally, I didn't get into it because I didn't even, like, I never even thought or even, like, I didn't realize what we were doing. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, yeah, because like I just I wanted to do it because I wanted to get like experience, strength, experience, strength, and hope out there yeah. to a broader audience, and then some place for me to like, you know, this energy. Yeah. To release it, that was kind of like the main two things for me. The laughing joke around with some funny guys. Yeah. And 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 to me, it was like I, you know, I got to help people in in any way that I can, but. You know, there was something else too that was there that just kind of compelled me forward. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, we got to do this, and I didn't know. And like you said, I didn't know why. Yeah, and I didn't know where we would be a hundred episodes down the road. Right. But there was something that just compelled me. Okay, keep doing this. Keep going. You know, sitting in that sanctuary. It's called the sanctuary. By sanctuary. The way. Yes. Sitting in there, and it sounded like we were in a cave. And then we went to that hot room and broken chairs and sweating and all kinds of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that when Superman came on and I fell over. <laughs> when you fell down in stages, yeah. <laughs> he said it looked like he was trying to stop it with his mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great! Uh, but even like when I walked into the conference last week, like that lady at the front was like, "Oh man, you made it!" The other two are already here. Like I walked in like a couple minutes after you guys. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you need this and this. And, you know, like, and I'm like, she didn't even ask. Like, she knew who I was. Yeah. I mean, see, that was crazy, too, because I was the first one to show up. And I was hoping that you, one of you two would be there. But, you know, I was like, man, I don't want to be the first one. They'd probably look at me all funny and like, who's this guy? But, but as soon as I walked around the corner, she's like, oh, JC, here you go. And you got to sign this. And here's your name tag. And they just knew who I was. Yeah. yeah right and I felt, you know, I was like, yeah, I belong here. You know? Yeah. Yes. Sir. Like, I got there. I got there early, but I kind of stayed in that parking garage just jamming because I like had to get in the mood. Like, you know what I mean? You had to get delicious. Yeah. I was sitting there drinking my <laughs> caffeine and freaking like, you know. Yeah, no, I did the same thing. I sat in the parking garage in my car and I was jamming out there. Yeah. Uh, and I was just kind of like, all right, time to go in. And I walked in. JC was already there. Already had a donut. Already had yeah. okay, muffins. <laughs> muffins is delicious. <laughs> no, so yeah, thank you out there, our listeners. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Episode one hundred. If you guys didn't download, if you didn't listen, if you didn't believe in us, like what these two gentlemen were saying, all of that, you know, just want to echo that, man. We appreciate you guys. You know, we wouldn't be here for real. It's like yeah. if you guys weren't listening, if we weren't getting like 20 downloads a month, we probably wouldn't. We probably would have shut it down a long time ago, you know, yes. but but it just kept growing. And, you know, and it, again, I think part of that goes to. You know, some of the, you know, a lot of listeners saying, hey, I found this podcast. You should check it out. And so for that, we say thank you. And and we just. Uh, <laughs> that threw me off. That threw me off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, uh, so, yeah, we just want to say thank you for that and to please encourage you to keep spreading that word. Just keep yes, spreading sir. the. The unspoken say that thing that you always say. Please keep spreading the unspoken words, gospel Billy Graham style. Yeah. Our unspoken disciples, that. unspoken words, disciples. That what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it really, it, at the end of the day, it really helps us. And out. you too, delicious. And you too, delicious. Make sure you tell all the especially you, delicious. <laughs> episode one hundred, the delicious episode. <laughs>
That's what we're gonna call it. That's what we're gonna call it. The delicious episode one hundred. We probably said delicious about a hundred times. We'll make it a hundred and one delicious. But no, seriously, yeah, man, all that and you know, of course, all glory and praise go to Baradia Shilachbach Bah. We wouldn't be here because of if we didn't have our higher power, if we didn't have God in our lives. Um and if you know if God wasn't part of this, we wouldn't have come this far. Because uh, we've all hit our bumps in the road. We've all had our trials and tribulations in these hundred in these past hundred weeks. But you know, because we lean on our higher power and not our own understanding, we're still here. We're still going, still moving forward on the red road. And that's what we want for you guys. That's why we do this. So uh-huh. even if it's tiny steps on the red road every day, even if it's one step. On the red road, or even if you're just standing there for that day on the red road, you're still on the red road. So keep going. Keep going because unspoken words believes in you. You can do it. If we can do it, you can do it. Any last words, gentlemen? Bye. <laughs> bye. Whoa, bye then. Till next time. Delicious. What are you going to do then? What are you guys going to do then? <laughs> What you gonna do? What you guys gonna do then? (laughs) Kicking you out. What you guys gonna do then? Are you guys gonna go see delicious? (laughs) All right, then all that's it. We're out, man. Peace, love, and humptiness forever. Shinnik. Delicious. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, aka Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.